Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense, and is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. All right, welcome to another episode of the Grim and Bloody podcast. Uh, we are at the beginning of summer. It's starting to warm up, and we're starting to see all that uh, snow melt coming down the mountains. And uh, at least here in California, where we're all located, um, water is bountiful. So that's a very nice change. Um, pretty good weather all around, guys. What do you think? It hasn't gotten too bad. Right. Yeah. It's lovely where I'm at. Yeah, I think about the 90s. You gotta mow the lawn. <laughs> well, it's been a while, guys. We didn't have a show last week, so uh, uh, excited to uh, jump in with uh, tonight's guest. But let me go first introduce my cohorts, Kevin Nicholson. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing fine. You know, Sacramento is Sacramento. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, it's just heat, heat, and more heat. Um, but uh, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm mostly uh, mostly indoors these days. Awesome. Good to hear. Joe Flynn, how you doing, Joe? Oh, doing great. It's a beautiful 68 degrees here in uh, lovely San Jose, California. Oh, fuck off, Joe. Hey, hey, don't, don't make me leave last Mr. DJ Pescadero, on 60 degrees. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Al Omega, I know you're busy, Al. Jumping from set to set. Thanks for oh, yeah. spending some time with us. Yes, actually, uh, I was just... Uh dealing with two different movies I'm working with today and uh, of course the show as usual so it's always a race to see which one's going to happen first <laughs> well hopefully you can actually share something with us today because you always promise you're going to well, share I, I, something and I it's suppose like, I can share a little something all right a little something a little something it's like we got a, a CIA spook on the podcast <laughs> I, I can't say where I was where I was what I was doing or with whom but I made it back safe. <laughs> you probably don't want to know what I'm doing. That's that's, uh, <laughs> that's why we don't have the cameras on this time. Anyway, uh, actually, uh, Chabot College called me up and asked if they could produce my show for me. Oh, congratulations. That's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks is uh, shuffling things down nice. there. Nice. And I spent the day yesterday filming. And uh, eh, it's rather tiring because we did a whole bunch of shows. Awesome. Good to hear. I want to and see those. There. Yes. So that's that's a nice thing. And I had some some other good stuff happening. So uh, people want people want to talk to me about the show. That's always a good idea. Excellent. You should Excellent. talk to me about uh, uh, taking it to other venues, uh, other modes and that sort of thing. And I have to love that. So. Yeah, we'll get into that more. Um, let me go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight, Eduardo Castillo. Writer and director of Light Scare that came out in 2020, uh, starring Franco Allen, Inez Banks, and uh, Jackie Dallas from Stranger Things fame. So, uh, welcome to the show, Eduardo. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, absolutely, excited. absolutely. Um, Ride Scare, uh, I watched Ride Scare, and the premise is, um, well, first. Uh, winding it back for two, three years, we had the COVID-19 horror films, right? 
Uh, everybody, <laughs> we got our fill of those pretty damn quickly. <laughs> um, but this new fad, uh, which is popping up, uh, and something I, we were discussing uh, before the show, uh, with uh, the gig economy going nowhere, in fact, just evolving and growing, um, it kind of reminds us that um, you sacrifice basically almost accountability and safety for convenience, right? Uh, you're saving a whole lot of time, uh, maybe not a whole lot of money, um, but you, it's easy to uh, hop on an app and, you know, out pops a driver in front of your house and, um, you know, you just pay him uh, through the app and he drops you off and then you're on your merry. Um, in fact, I kind of wanted to do that when it first began because uh, my neighbor who was doing it at the time said, oh, you can make some serious money. You know, you go to San Francisco, you pick up those millennials, right? <laughs> that have no sense of, of value, right? You can make like $115, $120 a, a night. He's working a few hours, driving these kids from point A to point B. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I could just never uh, wrap my head around just having you know, total stranger, even though they're, you know, you, they're vetted on the app, right? You can see who they are. They can see who you are. Um, just having, it's still a stranger at the end of the day, right? It's just someone you don't know that's uh, hopping in your back seat. And, um, uh, and even with the, their protocols in place, like you can report something, it's just, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get over that hump and, and jump into it um, back when there was some money to be had. And um, now we're seeing the horror movies come out that this is, this is the reason why you probably don't want to hop in a car with a complete stranger. Um, and so uh, I'll just jump it off. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, Ride Scare. I know your inspiration probably came because you're in the Bay Area and this is very prevalent, right? It's up and down the street. Uh, but talk to me about putting a movie together that uh, was centered around this uh, burgeoning gig economy. Um, well, we shot it in 2019 and so it was still at that point it was still pretty uh i don't want to say new but like again when when stuff takes off in horror you see them in droves right like like yeah. for instance right now you see you know all kinds of animals on cocaine like that's like the big thing now like you know like last year it was uh, you know this and like before that was then so back back when i started writing right scare um the big thing was killer clowns because it had come out and that was like the big thing so everyone was doing killer clown movies and everything like that and so when i looked up um like rideshare movies like it it really hadn't started to take off like not those or any type of other like app gig type based movies like they they hadn't taken off yet and so it's kind of like um i had the concept um i had the location and again it was it's just one of those locations like when you get it like you gotta shoot there you know like it's like oh we got an office building like let's use it like and then um you know and so all these factors came together the actors were there and everything mm -hmm. and so um, we shot it, we got it all ready, uh, sent it to the distributor, um, and then, yeah, and then 2020 happened, and they kind of, like, sat on it for, I guess, as long as they could, but then they're like, all right, we, we, we need to put that stuff, this is, you know, it's coming up Halloween, we're gonna put it out and everything, but, again, it was Halloween 2020, so we didn't get to 
do like the premiere or anything like that or even I, even in these weren't you know people still weren't doing like watch parties or anything like that like it was just like okay it's just gonna appear at home and then right right um it, it kind of just um yeah it kind of came and went but it was just um now you know what we're three years later um you're starting to see them like spring up because you know there's a whole new kinds of apps all kinds of different things and it's just now they're you know it's just it's the market is i don't want to be say been saturated but it's just kind of like okay like yeah, it happens with horror movies like one good yeah. idea like you mentioned cocaine bear one good idea comes out and then you see 10 more like yeah um, i did a, a show with ink tip and they're at the forefront of uh of managing you know both screenwriters who have work that they want to get noticed as well as managers producers um and other talent who are looking for the next project right so when movies like that come out it, it uh i'll receive an email that says you know producers are looking for uh an animal on <laughs> a highly intoxicated animal that can right. go on the or, or the um the fairy tale horror movie because of the winnie the pooh like now yeah. it's gonna be cinderella or last of us like, where yeah. oh yeah. we're looking for a couple who are traveling in the landscape you know Things like That's that, right. yeah. There always, there always be movies knockoffs, right? We're we're looking to make a, a cheap knockoff to piggyback against this movie's uh, uh, exactly. star power. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was uh, looking at this. You know, America has always had a love affair with cars, mm-hmm. and there have been any number of movies about uh, possessed cars, Christine, and and uh, the various- car. The car, <laughs> about a, a hearse somewhere. I forget the name of that one. Is any rate, we've seen. Okay, so we we have this gig economy. We've got people driving cars, and now we're getting into self-driving cars and the idea that, as we've seen in so many sci-fi movies, that they'll just send a car to you. You'll get in the back of the car, and the computer will take you somewhere. Um, being that you've now made this car about this uh, movie about uh, a driver. Do you have any idea about maybe making a movie where it's a car without the driver, just a horror movie of the car? I mean, I think it's the next gig, man. The thing is, is I drove my first electric vehicle for the first time like a week ago, and that's just a nightmare itself. Like, <laughs> you know, if you ever had to like charge that thing or anything like, like it's just it's such a pain, and I'm just kind of like, oh man, oh this especially being here in the Bay Area, like the whole, you know, oh, we're technology revolution and everything like that. Like, it's such a pain. Like, I don't even have to write it. It writes itself. Like, you know, um, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to say over it, but it's just, it's at this point, it's a little bit too much for me right now. <laughs> you know? I man, I'm still waiting for the uh, Jetson vehicle, okay? Oh, yeah. Where's our jet back, man? Uh, hey, come right. on. Tell, tell uh, what's his name, uh, the, the millionaire. Uh, you want to own Tesla and Twitter and all that? Come on. Where's the freaking jet pack? Well, have you seen those? Have, they have jet packs. Um, yeah, they're, but they're, yeah. Uh, they either have the, uh, the chemical jet packs, which are good for a maximum of a 60-second burn, mm-hmm. and then you've got some other ones that are questionable whether or not they actually work that are electric. 
right or the hydropower ones did you see those ones where they shoot water and you're just although yeah but that there you need a pump those are crazy (laughs) yeah i I wanted to do the one of these days i want to do one of those i know you can rent them out i don't san diego i want to keep my eardrums intact i can see me going face down (laughs) so a quick question for you eduardo the um one of the things that uh, kind of attracted me to the film uh, was Miguel Nunez, mm-hmm. and uh, how did uh, how did he work out on the uh, uh, on the film? We, the veteran of film and television, and uh, uh, and so forth. How did that work out to get him? Oh, I love Miguel. Um, me and Miguel, we go back, uh, yeah, quite a ways. Um, if look on my filmography i want to say right scare was our maybe fourth or fifth movie together Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i first worked with him on a gig i was hired for a film called hunting season Mm -hmm. in 2015 and we had um, a good working relationship you know as far as like a you know the chemistry between director and actor and so yeah we did that and then after that we did a film uh i reached out to him myself i didn't have to go through a producer or anything you know it's just i had his phone number just like hey i'm doing drama <laughs> you know and everything he was like i'm down and then we did another uh horror film called the pining and then yeah now right here so yeah that was our fourth film together and um we just we get along he's great he shows up you know on time uh, he'll stay till the last scene is done whether it's like you know all day shoot or anything like that and yeah he's just he has he has so much energy he's jumping around you know just like making his jokes and if you ask him stories he'll tell you stories about Street Fighter or Ernest uh, Slam Dunk Ernest like any movies that he was in he has stories for oh it's gosh yeah. he goes back to uh, you know to uh, gosh what the CW in the 90s and uh, you know, sitcoms and 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 uh, you Absolutely. know he's he's done a lot of. Uh, uh, there was a show that he did where he played Terrence uh, Howard's brother in a, uh, in, in a sitcom. Sparks, yes, that's. And <laughs> he, he's just he's a likable guy. He comes yeah. across as this really likable personality, and so yeah. I'm seeing him in this film, and I think it kind of adds a little. Uh, uh, a little something, a little down to earth, a little comedy relief, a little bit in this uh, uh, in this film. I do like the uh, the moments of the uh, the cop getting sick <laughs> yeah. on the crime scene. Uh, that was pretty. Uh, and, then, and then of course you have the medical examiner that that follows the cop into the bathroom to photograph it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You let me take that, that shot, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to uh, verify. Yeah, no, we, 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 we definitely have fun on set. I mean, that's like the most important thing. It's <clears throat> just to have fun on set. Because like, you see sometimes like, you know, like, oh, you know, because again, filmmaking can be stressful, you know, especially with like a certain amount of schedule. And then you're, you're always behind schedule. It's really rare to be ahead of schedule. But like, you know, and then it's like, you're burning daylight like it can get really really stressful but at the same time if we're like if we're not having fun if we're not laughing if you know if we're not enjoying each other's company it's not worth doing for sure you know because at the same time it's again it's independent film independent film 
Oof. makes a millionaire once every blue moon like it's a scratcher ticket you know so it's like you know we're not we're not living high <laughs> so it's kind of like oh yeah no so it's kind of like you know we're we're all pretty much doing it for the passion like you know at, at the end of the day we're, we're doing it for the passion and we're doing it for the fun and um miguel's definitely fun and he's all about you know the independent film uh making and everything like that like He's, he's on a show right now on BT plus so it's like he he's he's working like he's, he's got his show you know it's been on for five years like family business but yeah. you know like he's like I, he's like I love working in independent film he's like I love the camaraderie you know he's like I love uh yeah just hanging out with everybody and just you know telling a new story there are, there are a lot of big actors that have actually said uh, I, I much prefer mm-hmm. working on the small productions because you can actually get things done and make changes that uh you know, the actresses, I think this is what we should do and they can actually be heard. Now, full disclosure here, I work in film in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I know some of these names in the movie. Oh, I bet, yeah, a lot of Bay Area actors in this one, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna embarrass one of them here. Matt Fuentes, how'd you like working with him? Matt Fuentes, same. I believe he played the uh, um, janitor, sort of electrician guy. Yeah, the electrician, uh, Bob, the electrician. Uh, yeah, Matt Fuentes. I work with him this upcoming Saturday as well. Uh, Matt's great. I uh, love having Matt down. It's been a while. It, we hadn't worked with him since that ride scare, you know, back in 2019. So I'm excited to work with him again this weekend. But he's always game and he's always so supportive. And, you know, he's he's one of those guys that will just show up. Even if he's not in the movie or anything like that, he'll still share it. He'll still get the DVD. He still likes supporting all, you know, the Bay Area directors, everything like that. Like, he'll show up to events. He's like... And then you you see that like when when you're a filmmaker and you see someone like supporting just just the art you know just to do it just you know supporting everyone his friends and everything like that just to do it I mean you you see that and that's someone you want to be around and so Matt Fuentes is definitely that guy. Oh, I agree with that because you can't get enough of people who are supporting your dreams of like whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know. They're rooting you on, and that's the great thing about being in the industry. You'll have your fans and your friends who will be cheering you on and stuff like that. And so, for me, I just have a question about what, for you, was the toughest scene to film in this? For right scare? Uh, I would say... The toughest scene to shoot. That's a good question. Um, you know what? Uh, Joe's getting a lot of miles out of that question. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh man. I am. Time, but um, when we were in the uh, the office building, because most of it does take place in the vacant office building. Um we were just i think again we were just eating up time and then i think um i don't know if i'm gonna spoil stuff but let's just say when the cops arrive like we didn't get to that almost like 1 or 2 a.m and i think we were kind of burnt and um i don't want to say like like yeah we were just no swelling we were a bit burnt but um other than that like we still had um 
we still had fun doing it, but yeah, we were pretty, we were pretty spent by that time. I want to ask you to shift gears a little bit back to the actors. Uh, I was watching it and um, the lead actress, the, uh, the main victim, mm -hmm. um, I thought really was a standout performance in this film. Uh, and I, I started recognizing, like, dang, I, I, I seen her before. I don't know where I, I brought it behind the IMDb page and it was Jackie Dallas. Mm -hmm. who's been in a number of shows, and I think she actually got her big break uh, in Stranger Things. So talk about landing her for this. Oh, I, I worked with Jackie Dallas, first time, again, hunting season. Just same thing with, like, uh, Miguel and everything like that. Um, she was brand new to the uh, Bay Area, and she hadn't really, um, she hadn't, I don't want to say done much, but you know, she's done like little projects here and there. And I was, I don't want to say it wasn't her first feature film, but it was like her first like big feature film, like that had like names in it and things like that. And again, we, we, we became good friends and had a good working relationship. And then we did the, when I, a couple of years later, I hit her up and I, after this, this movie called the pining and that was like her first time ever being like the lead in a project. And so she was really like appreciative of that. And so when I called Riot Scare, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, like the lead. Because again, um, Stranger Things was like her big break and stuff like that. But at the same time, like even if she's doing these big shows and everything, like it's tough when it's like, you know, one scene or you know what I mean? Like one scene, two scenes, a couple lines here and there. So it's like, yeah, yeah, for, it is. Yeah, I have a film and then, you know, you're like the lead and everything like that, you know. Well, you know, we'll, we'll put it out there. It'll get on platforms, you know, we'll have Miguel and she hadn't met him yet. So it's kind of like, you know, we have a name <laughs> coming in. And then, um, she was like, yeah, absolutely. She was just so down and like, so supportive on it and everything. Um, yeah. So she's still a good friend. Um, yeah, we, we message all the time. Like <laughs> we message all the time. It's just tough. Cause she lives in LA now versus like, you know, I'm still in the Bay area. So she's always, she's waiting for me to move down there and become another LA filmmaker. But I'm just like, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. But <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about the actors, let's talk about the bad guy, uh, Alexander hero. Ah, so how did and, you guys like Alexander Hero? Well, actually, I was going to say, you know, he's got a wonderful Jeffrey Combs feel to him. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, That's a good comparison. Yeah, I, I can you. see that. Yeah, He's that got that sort of, geek, of sweaty nervousness. Spooky, geeky feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it was... It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had met Alexander Heroes first uh, first time. We were just um, this was years and years ago. Um, we were we had like a part time gig, and this is like before all the app stuff, like delivering lunches to like tech companies here in the Bay Area. And then yeah, we randomly were just starting talking, and then uh, that's when I found out he was an actor, and he found out I was a. A director and um, I ended up getting him for a project uh, called the pining and I just had him down for like a scene for like a day and I was like okay he shows up he knows his lines he's cool you know what I mean like and then 
just seeing him on screen, he definitely has like that look, like you just said, like the Jeffrey Combs look, like everything. It's just very like per peculiar. The words just kind of like, huh. He has a type that you don't see too too often, um, and that you can use for something. And so, when I just was thinking, like, what can I use him for? You know, what can I use him for? What can I use him for? And then when this idea popped up, it was kind of like, oh, this is the one. Like, this is the one. And then you see that dynamic between him and Jackie, and I was like, all right, this is gonna work. And then, yeah, hopefully it translated on screen. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I was thinking of uh alexander is more like i wasn't thinking so much like uh jeffrey combs i was thinking something more like crispin glover okay kind yeah of, kind of weirdo just a really weird nebbish uh you know character the one who's off in the corner at a prom <laughs> but you, you you know that in a horror film that guy at the prom is going to be the, you know, is going to be the killer or yeah. he's going to unleash great, uh, you know, great evil. So that that's the kind of guy I was thinking about. And Alexander was really good. But my question to you is I've, I've seen some of your resume and you seem to like to do a variety of different uh, horror themes. Yeah. And I was wondering if there's a particular theme that, um that gravitates to you know you know toward uh towards you is it do you prefer the psychological monster or the supernatural as far as watching as a viewer as far as or as far as like what you tend to like to do as far as uh filmmaking is concerned does oh. the supernatural uh aspect of horror intrigue you or is it the the psychological the the psycho killer to be honest it really depends on what i did before like um the thing is is like when i so uh i did the pining which was supernatural and everything like that very paranormal and everything and I did that because the film I did before that was like this drama tragedy type movie. And I was just like, I need something that's just not such a downer. Like, I just need to have fun. I need to do something spooky. I need to do something just crazy and everything like that, that I can just throw in a bunch of shit in there. I don't want to say shit, but like, just, just kind of let loose, you know? And so that's kind of how that came about and then you know i went and did another movie like a comedy and then like from there it's kind of like okay you know i did some comedy or whatever now i want to kind of go back and do something you know just really kind of serious and everything and so that's kind of when rights get which is kind of like i really it really kind of whatever balances myself out as far as creativity goes because if, if i do something really really serious and like i put in a lot of energy towards it I kind of want to go lighter the next time to kind of alleviate myself a little bit to kind of take that weight off like you know it's like okay I just did this really you know sad drama or something like that like I, I need to do a comedy or else I'm just going to be depressed you know for the last two years or something like that like I just need to um yeah I just need to kind of balance myself creatively so um yeah like before 
I don't know if that answered your question or not, but it just it just it actually does. Yeah, it, it just really does. just depends. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Because yeah, you know, if you're making a movie that is a depressing theme mm-hmm. and then then you definitely want to try to go and say, no, I don't want to do another one of those. <laughs> I, I want to go do something more lighter. Like, hey, Frankenstein versus whoever. Come on. It'll be a comedy. He'll yeah. even sing. Like in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, that... that Back of the gummy bear. Yeah, and that <laughs> ended up happening to me this year because, like, in January, I shot my ninth feature film and that was, like, you know couples like breaking up and drama and all this like heartbreak and stuff like that and i'm like i need something much lighter so this weekend i'm shooting a comedy like comedy horror but it was comedy mostly comedy and i'm just like i'm gonna have so much fun like i'm so glad i don't have to deal with like all the crying and drama and everything you talking about bears on a ship I'm talking about bears on a ship. Yeah, congratulations on uh, the funding on uh, Indiegogo, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, bears on a ship. And again, well, here I was talking about gummy bears. You know, I, I thought that'd be great for you. you could have gummy bears attack, and normally you just eat them, but our heroine, our heroine, <laughs> is a diabetic and can't. So. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that they they've done uh, movies before about bears on a ship, or is that gay porno or something like that? You know? It might be gay porno. Oh, okay, well, all right. Which is probably done better than a lot of other ones are. So. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, don't want to go out right, man, with the bears. Oh, my. Yes. There yes. you go. Why is Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, so. And it's Pride Month, so I should probably take make some uh, bears on the shit t-shirts, take them to the city, and just, you know. Hey. Bear what? There you go. Bear what, though? That's the real question. <laughs> Now, uh, Eduardo, where can people find you on social media? Uh, that's a good, good question. Um, I We keep up to date with our film projects and everything like that and our convention appearances. We do go to, like, you know, horror conventions and things like that and Comic-Cons. Um, oh, our, really? Yeah. Are you going to a Sinister Creature Con? Yeah, I will be out of town for that one. But I no. have. I, I went oh. the last few years. Like I went last year and the year before, and then I don't know if they're gonna do a fall one again this year. But I would like to go if they do. But yeah, I'm missing this one because again we're shooting bears in June, so I'm just like gonna be able to make it. Yeah. Well, see, that's just like letting us down, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. We were yeah. gonna come see you and all this and all this stuff, but now you're saying you will make it. What? And no. mess with you and. That's it. <laughs> right, but that's it. The future at a future sinister when bears is all you know ready to go. I want to be able to bring like the posters and have the cast there and kind of just do a big thing. Like that would be nice. Um, bring an actual bear, an actual yeah. bear. You know. Yeah, I've, I'll, a I a bear holding a poster. Exactly. That's it. Right? That's it. <laughs> Handing out flyers. But uh, my company is called Uncia Films, U-N-C-I-A. And basically, if you search that on Instagram, Facebook, kind of wherever, um, it, you know, you should be able to find us, should have our appearance dates and films and, yeah, where to find them and everything like that and all kinds of fun. Excellent. Excellent. And you said you're going to be you're going to be tossing out T-shirts at Pride Festival is what, you know, what you're uh... <laughs> talking about now yeah 
You will get a lot of you will get a lot of interest, uh, you know. There, you might even get interest from Furbies, you know. At, uh, <laughs> oh God, at no! So <laughs> I'm in a bear costume, throwing out ship T-shirts during Pride Fest. The butt hanging out, all bear. That's it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. About it. Yeah. A bear, leather go. chaps, and no butt. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit all the marks with that one. <laughs> hey, that's free advertising right there. Yeah, know? that is advertising. I mean, I mean, hey, that's the big thing. It's like, how do you get people to watch your stuff? Marketing. I mean, they'll probably watch it and be upset that it's not the kind of movie that they were looking for. But or maybe, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe you never maybe know. It is. Now, the real question for me always is: is that if you're gonna hire somebody, go around in a bear costume, at like the gay pride parade, in leather chaps with their, with a bear butt. Is the butt their butt, or is that going to be a costume butt that goes along with the bear costume? <laughs> so those are the things I want to know. Right, a little well, bit. See, and it depends on how muscled the butt is. So you know, you know that you want the butt to be. Oh, so see, this this is why Al can't go within two hundred yards of a school. I'm just telling That's you. That's right. Though. It's questions <laughs> like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Al does have various restraining orders that. Uh, you know, because that may be in play, you know. No restraint in my restraining orders, that's right. There well, you let's go. go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I'll yes. turn the table back to my cohorts here. We'll talk Fort about Fort. what's new. Um, Kevin, start with you. What's going on with you? I am stoked. I actually just got the uh, the latest issue of Cinema of the 80s uh, magazine where I get to, uh, I got a contributor's copy and I get to talk about Beastmaster, a uh, fun, fun oh, oh, yeah. sorcery yeah. picture from the early '80s. Probably remember Mark Singer, Tanya Roberts, the late yep. Tanya Roberts, and it's just so much fun. And it was something that was kind of uh, symptomatic of a mini subgenre of sword and sorcery films. Yeah. And that was just a great one to talk about, to look back on. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, reading it. I'm also looking forward to you finishing up my. Uh, Brian De Palma piece, which will be in the next uh, We Belong Dead uh, issue 37, I think, uh, coming up. So you can't just pin De Palma into, you know, you, you try to do something on, on De Palma's horror work and say, keep it to 3,000 words or less. No, it can't. This this guy has done you know he, he's done basically yeah, just twenty out of his thirty years of of uh, film have been horror films yeah so definitely well, I look uh, forward it, to seeing that when you have yeah, uh, it's, you have it all finished yeah, yeah. it'll be uh, that'll be issue thirty seven of I did part one and uh, it just demanded a part two that's nice. right it's the sequel Joe? to the sequel what's yeah. new oh, with you Joe oh, oh Joe uh, Joe is doing. Uh, let's see. He's going to be watching The Evil Dead Rise, just for you, Anthony, on your recommendation. Also, uh, going to be watching Renfield. I still need to see that. And, of course, uh, my little nephew went and he saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which he loved. So, hey, who knows? I might see that. And then, of course, talking about some upcoming conventions like Sinister Creature Con and of course Monster Palooza that's coming up 
this coming week. Uh, so, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Oh. Al, what can you tell us in which you don't have to kill us afterwards? <laughs> and I've just come back from filming my first new episode of the show down at uh, Chabot College. They contacted me and asked if they could start producing my show for me. So we are having fun down there. So uh, uh, Al, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on that. Is that uh, is is that is the Chabot have a uh, a major film and television uh, department? Yes, that, the, that students yes. are actually working on this. Uh, I'm not working with students, but yes, uh, students work on shows. They have their own Roku channel uh, and broadcast channel as well. Yes, so, they do. They this do is like not, uh, us. You're not formally. employing the students uh, on the, in on your show. Uh, they're not going to let me touch any of the students. No. Okay. Good. Uh, uh, oh boy. <laughs> we don't need a lot of answers. They also have a huge music department. And something musically may be coming down the pipe for me very soon. So oh, there you go. Al. So this is oh, why we're, we're, we're here to provide alibis for Al. We're here to provide alibis for Al. That's right. Al. I was nowhere That's, near there. I'll just say it was you, Al. Like, of course, you got the guy. That's a guy. He also did <laughs> these other things. You should be aware of. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> thank you very much, Eduardo, coming on the show. Yes. Appreciate your time. Thank Appreciate you, you sharing yeah. rights, uh, rights scare. Um, also, Unicea Films up and coming. Uh, they got films coming up right and left. Uh, keep on the lookout for Bears on a Ship, successful Indiegogo campaign. And uh, also, congratulations on making on Tubi. We always mention Tubi because. Sure. They're uh, our friends. They're, yep, they're our friends. And um, we hope to see uh, more films reach that platform because um, it's definitely giving Shudder and uh, Amazon a run for their money. So uh, here's the more oh. good films, and um, yeah, we'll keep tabs and uh, see how Bears on a Ship winds up. That's right. And Eduardo, yeah, sure can, you Eduardo will attest to this. We mentioned Miguel Nunez. Watch Anthony, watch Sparks. Funny, Sparks. funny show from, I I uh, from well, it was what, I guess it was just before what the CW was, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, on Channel 44. The Before WB. it became the CW, the WB, UPN, yeah. UPN nice. I think that's what it was. Oh yeah, Sparks, oh, UPN. very yeah. funny show, very funny show. And, and Miguel UPN, Nunez. UPN, it was KBHK. Who knew that? Yes. Yeah. And if you happen to need a celebrity butt, or at least somebody who's an ass, let me know. I'll show up in Bear Bears and do a bear butt scene for you. How about that? Little we cameo. almost made it through a dart. We almost made it through. Ah. Almost. We were almost. this close. We're, we're so we were this close. close. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, uh, uh, Al, won't you take us out? He already uh, did. What are you talking about? <laughs> drinks are first. Yes. Thanks for joining us. See us next time. And always remember, watch horror films. Keep America strong. Have a good night, everyone. Thank Bye -bye. you. Nighty night. <laughs>